Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. It is my honor and my privilege to welcome back, formerly known as the Critical Broncos fan, but don't get it twisted. He's still very critical, despite the fact that he loves his Broncos. He is now the War Bronco. I give to you New Jersey's finest, Mr. John Misak. John, thank you so much for coming on to preview this Sunday's team between Dallas and Tampa. I'm glad to be on the Bear Man at Texas podcast. Uh, <laughs> speaking about the Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, this one will definitely be a fun one to watch. It will. And honestly, I'm going to tell you something right now. The last episode we did, okay, yes. uh, on YouTube, the numbers were good, but I'm going to tell you, the watch time got nearly 1,000 hours watch time. Fans were actually listening li- listening through the whole entire thing. It got wow. me numbers. It got me good public numbers, and that mm-hmm. gets me eligible. That gets me towards the eligibility to finally being able to make money. And, John, I want you to know you made it happen, buddy. You. And I, I actually appreciate much. hearing that. And honestly, I've had fans saying we want John to come in more often. I mean, the listeners, they love you, man. So you know what, folks? Because because honestly, John's knowledge cannot be ignored. His passion for the game. John Misak, like me, is working his butt off to try to make you know to make like that you know through sports. So I'm I'm bringing John in more often because John, you deserve it, my friend. I really appreciate hearing that. And, I mean, uh, thank you to you know, uh, your you uh, viewership. You made those numbers happen. I can't lie. Hmm. I mean, at the end of the day. If, if you have a guest that brought the show, especially on YouTube, to a, to a much higher level, of course you're going to bring him back. <laughs> oh, yeah. You take it the wrong way, though. Mm-hmm. But anyway, thank you again so much. And I'd like to know, are you ready to preview this Sunday's game between my Cowboys and the Buccaneers? As ready as I can, as ready as I can be. All right. Well, just to get things started, obviously, I'm pretty sure you know how I feel going to this game. Uh, yep. I as a matter of fact, I already wrote a preview on Third Down Thursdays uh, for a, a new website that I started working with about two months ago. Of course, I laid out all the issues relating to the Cowboys, but I, then again, I did mention the issues regarding the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. But I find it really interesting. They've mentioned that there's apparently Tom Brady is having some marital issues with his wife. And apparently mm. it's – I mean, these are from these sources, which I don't know if you can trust. But it's over the fact of his decision to unretire. So I'm like, yeah. I mean, as Tom Brady would say, shit happens. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the dude's 45 years old, and you know this season. This is actually so. See, I'm talking about the Cowboys' offensive line being an absolute mess and being untrustworthy. Mm-hmm. It seems to me that the Buccaneers are going to this game with issues of their own. Right. I mean, their offensive line is already – I mean, I don't know how bad the damage is, but I know they lost their – they lost, I think, their center for the entire season. For most of the year. I haven't heard anything about the entire year. Uh, they lost their – one of the guards that was uh, supposed to be replacing one of them that either retired or went to Cincinnati. Uh, there were issues I've heard with involving camp with uh, cramps. If you're familiar with Florida heat, 
you know, that son is a son of a bitch. Hey, I know all about summer heat and humidity, yeah. my friend. I am to Texas. Believe me. Oh, yeah. I, that the is a nightmare. scariest thing can happen in the summer in Texas, the scariest thing is your AC, is your home AC breaking. That is the biggest fear in the state of Texas, especially in the summertime. Oh, big time. Oh, yeah. big time. Hell you go through to get that fixed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, you know, but going with, with Buccaneers, I mean, see, because I, I watched your video, and the, the first thing is we always ask ourselves, do we bet against the GOAT? No, I don't think so. No. Because I should mention the fact that Tom Brady has never lost to the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. Never. Nope. But kind of, of course, like my, my uh, Broncos. But, but I, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if I see it happening this Sunday. No, it, it'll be kind of difficult for Dallas if uh, they can produce uh, without seat. Uh, without C, uh, no, uh, without Amari Cooper and Tyron Smith, uh, pretty much out for a big chunk of the year. It's out till uh, December, but honestly, it would not surprise me if he was out longer and was out the entire season. Yeah, and also age with his uh, body, this sort of thing, with all the injuries, uh, could possibly take a toll on him. I mean, it's a it's a freaking laundry list. Oh yeah, oh. you have to either trust Josh Ball. Probably want to see the rookie uh, Tyler Smith at left tackle, or uh, the recent uh, signing. Probably not going to play, but Jason, Jason Peters. He's on the practice squad right now, and and I think I, I mean I did speak about that when I did the episode about addressing Tyron Smith's injury. Mm. I did actually speak uh, about Jason Peters coming back, but you know mm. I, I made it clear like bringing him back for the right price, I guess would be good, but. Are we really going to place our full trust on a 40-year-old to carry the offensive line through the entire season? I mean... Unless you're the Rams. Unless you're the, you're the Rams, right. But the Cowboys are not the Rams. No, uh, I feel like they're going... And I don't want to sound this rude on the Cowboys fans, but it feels like a backwards move to me. That, you know, you're still competing, or you have a contending defense, I would say. And the offense is going to start sputtering. I mean, the offensive line is a mess. I mean, mm -hmm. let me let me go in and go through like, as I spoke, I told you, the, I told you this uh, yesterday when I asked you to come on. I said, I don't trust the offensive line. I do not trust that Prescott. I do not trust Kellen Moore. I do not trust Mike McCarthy. I do not trust Ezekiel Elliott. Obviously, it, it, I made this clear a long time ago. I do not trust the Dallas Cowboys, period. Whatever they do, if it's something good, I'll believe it when I see it. Okay? Now, there's even a headline, even on ESPN.com, because I got the list of injuries here just in case. There's a video saying why Dak Prescott is poised to have his the best season ever. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> if, if somebody thinks that, then fine. I'm not going to get on them because, you know, it's their opinion. I respect it. All I would say to them is this. I'll believe it when I see it. And yeah. I already made here. If Dak Prescott somehow, someway leads the Dallas Cowboys to a Super Bowl win, not only will I take full responsibility for oh, for underestimating the guy, for for being critical, and for obviously not believing in him, I'll take full responsibility, and I will even invite Dak Prescott to the show. You know, j j just just take things clear to make sure yeah. that to, to solidify the fact that I was wrong. 
I'm not just going to sit there and say that I was wrong. I'm going to go through the great links. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if Prescott were to say, well, you motivated me. I'm like, all right. But still, I got to take responsibility for doubting you when you proved me wrong, and I'm glad you did. But Oh, yeah. Uh, I think for Dak Prescott, I doubt it would be the best year they'll have, but I think it'll probably be much more the guttiest type of year for him. If uh, they manage to at least win nine, eight wins before the end of the year, uh, I, I would say that was probably the much more gutty uh, Cowboys year for Dak. Not the greatest, but much more gutty. I mean, honestly, you you see the stuff from our tribals. I mean, R- Ricky has the, the Ricky, uh, aka the Master of Mayhem, has the Cowboys winning uh, the division again. But I'm not even I'm nowhere close to that. But no. but you know, you know, last year, of course, I was kind of like this, the same way. But but you know, going with this game against the Buccaneers, you know, as I as I look at actually the injuries right here, I mean, mm-hmm. the Buccaneers. I mean, you know, right now. You've got already five, already more than five players on injured reserve. One of them is Ryan Jensen. Yep. You know they got two linebackers, and then they got the guard. I think the guard you mentioned was Aaron Stinney. Yeah, that one. I mean, he's also on injured reserve, and then they got two linebackers on injured reserve. Running back, yep. you know, Chris Godwin is questionable, but I'm pretty sure he'll be fine, and as well as Giovanni Bernard. Yeah, he was actually the, uh, game day decision. Uh, game more piece. recent news for Chris Godwin. Okay. I mean, he didn't. He, it says here he, did, uh, according to the athletic, he didn't practice today. And you know, speaking of injuries, I think they said that Dak Prescott today was actually put on uh, on the injury report. Hmm. But okay, I mean, at first I probably did freak out a little bit. I mean, as much as you know, as critical as I am of the guy, I never. I, I mean, seeing him get hurt the way he did two years ago, I'll be honest, it it scared the bejesus out of me. I mean, the image of his ankle, of his foot, the way it was. Oh, I mean, I'm actually, I'm actually surprised the dude wasn't screaming. I mean, if that was me, I probably, be, I don't know if I'd be screaming because of the pain or the freaking the fact that my foot is is the way it was. But yeah, I, I had to hold my ankle extremely tight when uh, Dak Prescott did that. I I had a death grip on my leg after watching it, just make sure it didn't snap like that. We always oh. thought, I mean, jeez, oh. but. But but Prescott said that it's just a minor issue. He mentions that it's because you know he 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 switched shoes. I think he got a new pair of cleats. And sometimes uh, as a football player, I guess when you put new cleats or if you put like because you know how cleats are made differently based on the brands and everything. Yeah. So they just insist that you know you put in new cleats and then obviously it was discomfort because of a shoe switch and mm-hmm. just a issue. So he's, he's he says it's fine. So so yeah. I'm guessing yeah, he just shoes and then it bothered him a little bit I, I think it happens all the time so i really don't think it's anything to worry about oh, i think yeah. it's not going to the game, but the problem is you know he's in the game the offensive line is is you know being in bad shape as it is i mean that's that's the the cause for concern right there i mean yeah. now going back overall with the lack of offensive line the cowboys running game is definitely going to be in question, I mean, again, you know, as far as as far as Ezekiel Elliott goes, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not laying any expectations on him because, again, I don't try, I can't, I can't trust the guy. But then again, of course, you know, everybody now everyone's like, well, who, who the hell do you trust with the Cowboys, Bear Man? I mean, I'm like, yeah, nobody exactly, but that's why I'm not expecting any miracles. But not even Tony Pollard could help. I do actually have faith in Tony Pollard. I'll be honest, but but the problem is, if Tony Pollard doesn't have an offensive line blocking, what could he do? 
And as yeah. far as Tony Pollard, the Cowboys, again, promised to, to give him a better role in the offense. But they said that last year. They said that in 2020. And I'm just kind of like, again, I'll believe it when I see it. Kind of so, like a 55-45. I, I, I swear to God, I did see something saying that the Cowboys plan on splitting, like giving giving him the ball as well as, well as Ezekiel Elliott kind of having switched simultaneously. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I suppose I'm okay with it, but Zeke, but the problem is Zeke Elliott might not be okay with it, but he's gonna have to deal with it. No, especially when he's getting paid 15 million per year. Yeah, but but going back with, with Amari Cooper, I'm still upset that the Cowboys traded him and got nothing out of it. But then everybody reminds me that Cooper is injury prone. I'm like, yes, but you know what? Amari Cooper is still able to produce the big plays. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. But I think that this this opens the door for CeeDee Lamb, and I, I think – I really believe CeeDee Lamb could very well have a breakout season. But this is provided, of course, if the offensive line is able to keep it together and Dak Prescott is able to get his accuracy and his consistency correct. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, as much as, – as critical as, as I am to the guy, I mean, I, I want Dak. I mean, I'm literally on my knees. I want Dak to prove me wrong. I, I do. I want to eat my words. I want to be sick from that. Because, you know, again, I've been, I've been doubted my whole life, you know, as far as, you know, doing this kind of work. So mm-hmm. so now I'm kind of seeing what, 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 what people did to me, and I don't feel good about it. But, but again, at the end of the day, I'm telling the truth as far as my mm-hmm. job goes. But, but Yeah. Uh, I do think that sometimes when it comes to being a Dallas Cowboys quarterback, there's a ton of pressure that's just put on these uh, guys from, you know, after Aikman with Romo. Uh, now Dak and whoever, once Dak retires sort of thing, you know, they're going to be in that vicious uh, cycle. Yeah. And a lot of the loyal listeners here, uh, they all say the same thing. They all say, Alex, you, you don't, you don't really hate Dak. You, you, you're just, you're just an angry, frustrated Cowboys fan that's stuck in the turmoil of being an objective journalist and like that. I'm like, okay. I mean, maybe. Maybe because obviously they're going to see things a little bit different than what I see. I mean, yeah, I mean they're probably right. I'm just a, I'm just a or, lifelong Cowboys fan. Or it mostly it's just like someone that's getting kind of fed up with the uh, repetitiveness of constant disappointment of the team. Yeah, but I've but I've been that way for a long time. I've been I've probably yeah. been that way since I was four, since I was like 14 years old. <laughs> Yeah, I, I kind of get those same comments, too, when it came to when I was that critical Broncos fan. Like, you know, oh, you're not a real fan or something, just criticizing your team. Like, have you seen how they play? Have you seen how they uh, construct themselves? I have every right to criticize them and uh, pull, call out their half-assing uh, type of uh, management and their wrong. coaching decision. And I've been right for the most part. Yeah, I mean – as as I have, I mean, the problem with Dak is, yeah, he's he's put up the good numbers, but but here's the problem: the good numbers who against against what kind of teams do those numbers come come in? Like he'll 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 easily be able to destroy a useless and weak Washington uh, Commanders team, but if he's playing the Green Bay Packers or if he's playing San Francisco or if he was uh or another good. The Rams, yeah. I mean, are we, do we see the same numbers? I mean, if, if he throws, like, for 200 yards, those are more than likely garbage time stats. Again, I don't like having to say that, but it's the God's honest truth. I mean, the truth hurts. Yeah. Dak Prescott, yeah, I mean, yeah. The, 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 yeah, the Dak Prescott can put up good numbers, but 
if they're against the bad teams, that's the problem, and you can't ignore it. And that's been the case. I mean, yeah, it bothers me that Cowboy fans every year. I mean, what do, what do they say every year? I mean, uh, when football season is, is around the corner, what, what do they start saying that really gets on your nerves and everybody else's nerves? We go in the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, guys, wait up. I mean, I've gotten heat for criticizing Kellen Moore. I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to bother because it's right there in front of your face. You see, you've seen the horrible play calling. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, uh, the, the, the team drives down the field, then all of a sudden it sputters. We're out of field goal range. I mean, seriously. But, but again, uh, since we're kind of like drifting away from the game between Tampa, for Dallas, the first major issue is the offensive line. So that's number one. Number two is, again, I don't trust Kellen Moore, nor do I trust Mike McCarthy. So the offense has that potential, but are we really going to see it? Because Tampa's defense is still good. But Dallas can, if Dallas can actually get the play calling correctly, and if Dak Prescott's accurate and consistent, mm-hmm. Dallas can destroy Tampa's defense. And that's what they – and basically now with the offensive line issue, the Cowboys' defense has all these weapons – there's no reason for Tom Brady to not get sacked at least six times from the Cowboys because that's what that's one of the keys to victory. They're gonna mm-hmm. have to sack him at least six times. Or try to get turnovers. It's gonna take I wrote a uh, skis victory six sacks and at least three turnovers. Yeah. I could definitely I mean, see that, especially when Tom Brady has decided, you know, to hold out from camp until the final preseason game. Wait, did that happen? I was actually not aware of that. Yeah, uh, there was uh, talks like for almost two weeks of Tom Brady not attending Buccaneers camp uh, no. due to off-field issues, as we mentioned earlier, with uh, uh, right. possible marriage. Yeah. No. And, uh, yeah, he wasn't at camp for like two weeks until uh, he played in the final preseason game for like, Two drives that only got like a field goal out of it. Yeah, because a lot of people are kind of saying the Buccaneers and Tom Brady is not in a good place right now as far as as, as far as the team goes. I mean, as far as focus goes, I'm like, if that's the case, if Tom Brady, the coaching staff are on the same page, if there's really things going on, then Dallas better take advantage of it. Oh, yeah. This, and this isn't the uh, Bruce Arians-led coaching staff. This is Todd Todd Bowles. So uh, it's going to be a much more different philosophy that Tampa is going to be doing. They have the same guys up front. It's just what's the coaching decision going to be on Tampa Bay side, which is the much more unknown uh, scenario. Yeah, 100%. So as far as the. The defense goes. I mean, the defense, you know, can, could have a, a difficult time, but I really believe that the, you know, with both teams having major offensive line issues, I mean, I feel like that's going to negatively affect the, the tempo of the game. I mean, if both teams have an offensive line, I mean, the the, the quarterbacks, I mean, they're both going to be running for their lives. I mean, and one of them is a forty five year old dude. Oh yeah, I think another thing when it comes down to these two teams is both have offensive line issues. And both teams have wide receivers. Now, Chris Godwin, as I said before, he's in a game-time decision as to if he's going to play or not. Um, Asking you as a Cowboys fan, what is the status of Michael Gallup? Is he going to be capable of playing week one, or 
Is he another game time decision? Let me go and I got it right here as far as the Dallas Cowboys go. Nope. Right. It says as he is still out. Although it did say he, he was at a limited capacity today, but I still believe he's going to be out against Tampa. All right. Um, now, think- as far as the injured reserve goes, uh, a couple of players are already on injured reserve, mm-hmm. but Warren Lewis is questionable. So and uh, although it says here that he won't return to practice this week because he sustained a, ha- a hamstring injury on Wednesday. So I'm like, if it's a hamstring injury, yeah, he's he's definitely not going to play. Uh-huh. Yeah. But as, as far as Michael Gallup goes, I mean, you see, the fact – this reminds me of the fact that Gallup got, got the payday and, you know, Gallup's, you know, injury history and the struggles with the drops. I'm just kind of like, oh, yeah. And I said to everybody, because everybody was excited. I'm like, okay, well, if the, if the, if the poor performance continues, then uh, you, you can't get on me for, uh, for not being happy about it. So, but oh. I think from what I understand, Michael Gallup will not be playing. So, so to your point, the receiver core is a little, is a little cause for concern for Dallas. Yeah. If I may ask, how long has Callum Moore been with Dallas? Callum, well, as a well, he's been here probably since about for a long time. I mean, he was here as a player for a bit, and and and, and then he then he basically retired as a player, and then you know became a, a coach. I think it, in twenty in twenty nineteen is kind of basically when he had his full takeover. You know, as far as duties go with the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Uh, retired as a player, I think. In 2018, yeah, it was in 2018 when he ret- he retired as a player, and his coaching career, you know, basically immediately started. He, he was at first just the quarterbacks coach, and then uh, and then on January of 2019, mm. that's when he got the promotion to offensive coordinator. So, I'm trying to think when it comes to Callum Moore being the offensive coordinator for Dallas. Is I've known they had. Some good offensive showing in two of the three years that he's been there. Um, Trying to think whether or not it's been bad coaching that's been getting in his way. Or there may be some quirks that just like holds them back. Or it could be the decision making of Dak Prescott. It could be all three, honestly. I don't like I said. I do not trust Kellen Moore. Uh, excuse me, Mike McCarthy. Well, I don't trust Moore either. But I, I don't think McCarthy. Trust I don't trust more than Kellen Moore. I don't. I mean, I, I mean, after Mike McCarthy, that play against San Francisco, that final play in that game, I'm just like, this is like, oh, this is right. Kind of like, I had no ounce of trust whatsoever in Mike McCarthy. And the sad part is, when Mike McCarthy was hired, I was all for it. Okay. And I kind of felt like, you know, that was a regrettable move because I have to be reminded that, that Mike McCarthy was a yes man up in Green Bay. And, of course, a yes man is, is the kind of coach that Jerry Jones really loves to bring in because there's the biggest problem. Jerry Jones just does not get out of the way. Jerry Jones still has a say in everything. He still has the control of everything. So as, that's why that's, it starts from the top as far as my not me trusting or nor having faith in the team winning a Super Bowl. As long as Jerry Jones is in charge, there's probably no hope for a Super Bowl. As as harsh as it, as it is to say, because the issue's been going on since he ran uh, Jimmy Johnson out of town after that Super Bowl. And you yeah. know those words that, that Jerry Jones said. 
That's kind of that, that's kind of you know, like you know mentioning as we did the Tesla, like you helping that episode that last episode you were on getting the way it was, and that's me just basically saying, oh, John had nothing to do with it. It was all me, or uh, well, you know what? I just got lucky. I'm like, no. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, look, as a businessman, Jerry Jones is tremendous. I mean, all the sponsorships for the Cowboys building the stadium like that. Jones is a good owner. He's a good businessman. He's just he's a horrible GM. All right. I'll give him credit where credit's due. He's a good owner. He's a tremendous businessman, obviously, because of his success. But as far as being a general manager, that's that's the biggest problem right there. And the problem is it's the ego. He's not going to fire himself. No. Uh, He's you not can't good. fire an owner. Uh, I do think when it comes down to Dallas sort of thing, as you mentioned, general manager Jerry Jones is kind of a detriment. Uh, Jerry Jones, the owner and businessman, uh, he's put them on the map. He, he's yeah. definitely put them on the map. Well, um, that's, I, why, that's why I'm not going to deny the fact that he's a good owner and a good businessman. I mean – yeah. People don't even know what he did before he bought before he bought the Cowboys. He was in the oil bit. He was in the oil. I think the oil and gas industry. Oh yeah. I think he worked with the former with the he worked with the with the Bush. Uh, you know uh, because you no know, those guys were in the oil business before getting the, aside from the politics. So. Oh yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. So yeah. Jones. You know basically yeah. Overall, always kind of been a success. You know in in whatever industry uh, he worked in as far as a businessman goes. Oh yeah. You probably like his oil business sort of thing when he started off with Dallas. It was going to be a tough uh, grind for a few years before they start to struck gold. You I mean you know you know the first thing that Jerry Jones did as the owner of the Cowboys, right? Fire Landry. Yeah, that's why that that's the one thing these old school Cowboy fans still hate him for. I mean, even though Cowboys fans were just saying they wanted uh, Tom Landry out, and they got him out, and then they just went outrage. I, I mean, think of your mind. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think it's probably the way he did it. Maybe they didn't like it. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. But either way, Tom Landry is always going to be the greatest thing that's ever happened to the Dallas Cowboys. That's that's never going to change. I mean, Tom Landry is a is a god here in the state of Texas. Oh yeah, I actually took a picture right by a statue when I went to Dallas a few years ago. Uh, a very nice statue, by the way. Did you go to the Dallas Denver game? Uh, no, I actually toured the stadium, uh, went around, see the uh, like, you know, like those little office rooms they have where the owners are in. Yeah, I was in those. They also had a room that filled in with all like the college bowl games that played in uh, their stadium. Yeah, that's yeah. I've I've been there. I've been to the same numerous times. So yeah, I know what you're, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Also, it was very interesting to see like the floor panels, like where they kept all the um, the turfs for the stadium inside this large room, and uh, they would roll it out on the field. It, it was just like they had almost twenty different types. I think. It could be some for college games or some for uh, NFL games. It was just uh, it was a pretty impressive, pretty big stadium and awesome to be at. It is. It's a it's a work of art. But again, um, the whole problem the whole the whole problem with Jerry Jones is you know it's it's just all these decision making as well that, that I don't agree with. And yeah, the biggest 
you know, he, he's not, he does not want to relinquish the GM position. So. Nope. So again, uh, we keep, keep getting uh, dragged away, but, but as, as far as now go back to the game against Tampa, the, the Cowboys are the Cowboys, but I really don't think there's any reason to, 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 to how do you say, to rule them out. I mean, right. for all I know, they could pull off the upset. I mean, if Tampa's offensive line problems are worse than we could ever anticipate, and if Dallas's defensive line takes full advantage of it, and if Tom Brady literally gets, you know, gets sacked six times. Yeah. Yeah, but see, that, that, that's one side of, 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 the whole, of the whole strategy. If the defense does its job, then the offense has to do its job because it's all about teamwork. You need a balanced team to win the game. I mean, they say oh, yeah. defense wins ships, but the offense has to do its part. Mm-hmm. Oh, big time. But could you imagine, though, if, if the if Tom Brady gets so badly overwhelmed and the, off, the Buccaneers offense just goes nowhere and the Cowboys offense goes somewhere and then, and then like that, I mean, if, if eventually, like, Tampa's just going to be so badly overwhelmed, they're going to have nothing. They're going to be completely gassed out and the game, the game could be over, you know, by the end of the third quarter. It's probably not going to go like that, but you never know. But I still don't think it will. I still have Tampa winning the game, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah. I will say there is a little bit of a flaw with Tampa is that they don't have a Dominican Sue. I've not heard anything about him returning to the team. So their run defense is going to be a little bit questionable. But I do think if they're uh, if they can't run the ball on Tampa – they got to try throwing it. Uh, not like, you know, try to chuck it deep, but just more of just getting to a rhythm in the passing game that just throws them off. Short, like short passes and screen passes. Yeah, slants, curls, you know, all that stuff. Because if it works, they take their time. I mean, they're they're going to wear out the opposing defense and, you know, without without the offensive line, I mean, you know, uh, Leonard. I'd imagine Leonard Fournette is going to be the, the stunning running back. I mean, he might be able to get. You know, might. I mean, who who knows how it's going to happen? But but you know, when an offensive line is is not in in good shape, an entire offense can just sink down to the bottom of the ocean quicker than the damn Titanic. Yeah. And we've seen that before. Mm-hmm. But. But right now, you know, I have Tampa Bay winning 34-27. to 27, But, you know, that, that's, that was just kind of me kind of exaggerating it. But if the offensive line is just that bad, and if both quarterbacks get sacked, you know, more than, overall more than 10 times, I mean, it, it's hard to imagine the game being a high-scoring high scoring game. Yeah, the score that I have for this game is still is going to be is Tampa 24-20. Just yeah, that, like, uh, more of like a, a possible game-winning touchdown, or maybe even a garbage time uh, touchdown. For all we know. So you have the. Um, I mean, th- that's how it is. So uh, before we kind of go into in, in, in these, uh, who's gonna, which players, uh, what I think is the good game. So, so we'll go with our keys to victory. So my keys to victory is. Sack the quarterback, force turnovers, force stop, force stops, and avoid penalties at all costs. Okay, that's on defense and offense, especially on the offensive line. So that, that that's on the defensive side. So on offense, drive down the field, 
score six, score, go for touchdowns. Try to avoid selling for field goals as much as possible. If you if, if you're having if you're on offense, if yeah, the tempo is high, you're driving down the field. You want to start. You you want to you want to go for the six points because if the if the momentum is halted, the mental motivation, everything that's going to be badly affected too. So the the Cowboys got to score points. The offensive line has to has to pull it has to somehow get it together. Despite the fact that they're in trouble, they got to find a way to get it together. They they got to. Yeah. And Dak Prescott. You know he he's gonna have to be accurate. I mean, but at the same time, we need Kellen Moore to call the right freaking plays. And if if the Cowboys run the game more, Zeke Elliott just better put in that work. Oh yeah. I mean, come on. I'm I'm I'm, I'm tired of just you know you know because <clears throat> how I'm just tired of it. I mean, come on, Zeke. Like give fine, just give us what, give us give us what we want, man. So oh, yeah. The Cowboys. A balanced offense, uh, but a b- overall balanced team. But the, the running game and the passing game needs to be effective. But we need Kellen Moore to call the right plays, and we need Mike McCarthy to coach and make the right freaking decisions. Yeah, I think play calling is another one I would say for myself that they need to do to beat Tampa. Uh, another thing I would say that they need to do is put, as you said, put pressure on Tom Brady, put pressure up the middle. Because uh, since the interior of their offensive line is in question outside of maybe Shaq Mason, but they got to put pressure up the middle. That's how you beat Tom Brady for the most part. Uh, hold the lead because he can definitely come right back. He showed it time and time again. He did it a Super Bowl once. Super Bowl, conference game, divisional game, wild card, you name it. He's done it. He's the, he's the go for a reason. It's more than the six rings. Right. And for Dallas' offense, try to protect Dak. Uh, get into a rhythm in both run and pass. And I'm only saying run because I have no idea what the running defense of Tampa Bay is going to be without Sue in the middle and possibly starting a rookie uh defensive lineman they just drafted just this year along with Akeem Hicks if he stays healthy or not Um, and their secondary I say it's 50-50 pretty much Uh, Carl Davis is not a bad corner Jamal Dean's not a bad uh, uh, corner two or even a slot corner just uh, they gotta get some uh, they gotta get into a rhythm against their corners Mm mm-hmm uh, you know, I can't. Believe, I, I just actually, I just finally remembered once again. Julio Jones is on the team. Hmm. Hey, if uh, Tom Brady and him aren't clicking, you definitely have a shot because I know they're going to be covering Mike Evans, who is their best wide receiver. And I'm looking at the, the Cowboys. You know, the the four three defense. You go Demarcus Lawrence. Also, uh, Odie Gazua, Quentin Bohanna, yep. and Dennis Armstrong in the, in the defensive line. You know, behind them, you still got Tristan Hill, Neville Gallimore, and Dante Fowler Jr. I mean, those are all very respectable names. So, I mean, the defensive line for Dallas is out there. I mean, it, it, I mean, for all, for all these players that have potential and have talent, and you're going against a weak offensive line, you got to do your you, you got to do your damn job. Yeah. You know, they mentioned the player John Ridgeway. I believe that's the rookie from Arkansas. Yep, yep. it is. And, you know, and 
of course, you know, I'm, I'm also looking at, you know, uh, you know I'm, I'm still wondering who the, who's the, I mean, the Cowboys still not, they don't even have a backup quarterback too, for God's sake. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, okay. I'm not going to say I'd imagine, I mean, they have to name one, you know, before this Sunday, for God's sake. I mean, I don't even know how, I don't even understand <laughs> how, how they're still allowed to be with a roster without a freaking backup quarterback. Yeah, that's a very odd one. Um, I want to say this, like, because I said this to Alex, both on Facebook and Twitter, you know, when talking about the backup QB between uh, Cooper Rush and Will Greer. Yeah. Um, both of those two guys are not good options. I think we both can agree with that. Well, I, I mean, I would, I would, but I would, if I were to pick, I'd probably go with Will Greer. But as far as uh, Cooper Rush goes, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll never forget when he beat Minnesota last year. But, but Cooper Rush did not look good in the preseason. I mean, Will Greer in that game against Seattle looked a whole lot better. But yeah, that's the thing is like you, the the idea of it is that he's gonna be you know playing against guys that may be working in Burger King for all we know. Um. But just to say, like, his, you know, career numbers, which is pretty much disgusting to look at, is he is a 53% completion percentage, 228 yards, no touchdowns, four picks, and a rating of 33.2. And that's Will O'Greer, correct? Yep. Mm -hmm. And this is where the Carolina Panthers may have been on a collapse at that point, but... I'm just saying, like, when I watched him when he was in Carolina, it looked like a mess. Yeah. And more of a practice squad guy than uh, a possible starting number two. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of fans felt that the Cowboys should somehow try to get Sam Darnold to be Dak Prescott's backup. Yeah, if his leg didn't break. I mean... <sighs> If, if the Cowboys brought in Sam Darnold to be back, Dak Prescott's quarterback at the end of the day, I don't even know if, if I would say it's a bad idea. I mean, he played, I mean, Darnold did play with the Jets and like that. I mean, in I mean, the Panthers. I, in the Panthers. I, I, don't, I don't know what to say about it because I, I just knew that it wasn't going to, it was not going to happen. Yeah. I think when you have someone like Sam Darnold, I think your team is just basically giving up the year. Uh, and the fact that the Carolina Panthers even gave up the a six, two, and four, it's basically just like uh, you you got fool's gold. I mean, Sam Donald's hurt now. He, uh, they sure. announced uh, he's out for at least four weeks because he because uh, of a high ankle sprain. Yep, didn't look pretty. Did not look pretty. I mean. And another name they, they, they could have possibly be gone after, maybe Josh Rosen as, as Prescott's quarterback. I mean, I'm sorry, but Jesus, I'm surprised to hear Josh Rosen as an option. I'm not, I'm not making fun of uh, fun of it, or it's just, you know, it's not an option, but it's just a name that that would have, that would have come to mind. But yeah. I mean, but, you know, but, but Rosen already has a job anyway. You know, he's in Cleveland, but he's not going to be starting, so. No. I think he's on his – I think they're on the practice squad. Yeah. Uh, 
probably other options they would have had is like either some veteran scrubs or uh, just, you know, not with the roster Dallas has. Because if you have a guy that is young, inexperienced, and really sloppy, your team's not going anywhere. You got to have like some stability. Like he's not the greatest, but Josh Johnson, when he played for the Jets and the Ravens in one year, and he was uh, putting up one garbage time numbers, but two, he showed that he was capable of playing much more than, you know, a Cooper Rush or, uh, or Will Greerall. And right now, Russ and Greer are actually on the practice squad. Who? Greer, according to this, Greer yeah. and uh, Cooper Rush are both on the practice squad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you know, yeah, so you know, what? I think that I think about, but by this Sunday, one of the two is gonna is gonna be uh, they're gonna make a decision. Oh yeah, yeah, but but go back to I mean, Rosen is just a name that that could be thrown in, thrown into the hat, but it's not something I ever would have been sold on. Yeah, that's the thing. Like like I said, you know, just uh, just hearing that, just like no, uh, even if it was my team, I would have been like. No, <laughs> like I'll take a because my team was so bad before Russell Wilson that I would have taken undrafted rookies or uh, or possibly uh, guys that had some decent showing, at least not like guy that's just been a, a, mostly a scrub uh, on the team. And I'm just saying this for my own preference as to. Maybe a little bit too rich, but that's how I would see it. Yeah, but as far as the quarterback's position goes, I'd imagine. I mean, now I'm gonna say that the Cowboys gonna have to make a decision by this Sunday, and imagine I'd imagine the decision is gonna be made by tomorrow. I mean, the, the wide receiver position is a little cause for concern because you got Lamb and Gallup, you know, who's still the number one because he's still out. And you got Tolbert as the third receiver. That's that's number one, and the wide the wide receiving core right now doesn't look doesn't is not so convincing. But, it's very thin. Yeah, it is thin. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys made a move on made another move on a wide receiver, and it's and it's very similar to the Amari Cooper uh, move, you know, from four years ago. But I think I would get a good, uh, probably a good hype, uh, maybe chuckle if they decided to just trade for Kendall Hinton. He's actually decent as a receiver. Uh, Kendall Hinton. Yeah. But. We'll go wait and see, but but again, you know, right now with with the, with the offense like that, I mean, there's more causes for concern. That's why I really just can't, I just can't go against Tampa. So that's why I'm firm on Tampa winning. But but now where we are now is uh, who do I think is going to be an explosive player for Dallas? I think on offense, I think the explosive player, honestly, I have a feeling it's, it's going to be Dalton Schultz. Hmm. That's a good option. Yeah, but that's on offense. So on defense. That's actually that one's actually a, a little bit tough. I believe Micah Parsons is actually going to be the explosive player on defense. I think it's going to be Micah Parsons. I would take Micah Parsons too, just because he's getting a second year in the league, and I think after his rookie year, I think he can only get better from there. Yeah. Um, for their offense, 
if they give him the ball more, I'm leaning towards uh, Tony Pollard. He could either be the pass catcher or he could be a, a runner in either one. But that's only if they give him the ball. Um, you know, part of me believes that he's gonna be he's gonna be used a lot on on screen plays because oh, yeah. let's be. Let's, uh, I wrote this on Third Down Thursdays. Tony Pollard, I believe, used to be a wide receiver. Yeah, I remember seeing. I don't know if it was a regular season game last year or uh, somewhere maybe in the pros that I did see him play uh, a slot receiver for Dallas or could have been a preseason game. I saw him out in the slot. I'm like, all right, if that's how he's going to get the ball, um, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. The bottom line is they got to get the ball to him. And so I got Schultz as the, as the player that I think will explode. I mean, Lamb obviously comes to mind, but I mean, I'm not sure because you're going to get a Tampa team with a secondary that can go deep. So, so I think it's going to be Schultz on offense, but on defense, I'm leaning Michael Parsons. I think Michael Parsons could have a hell of a game. Yeah, I, I, I do think Michael Parsons uh, is going to be an animal against Tom Brady because, dear Lord, that guy is fucking fast. <laughs> and Tom Brady, I mean, you're going after a 45-year-old. Oh yeah, with an offensive line that's damaged, so. Mm-hmm. so that's so I'm firm on that. But I got Tampa winning 34-27. Yep. Dallas attempts uh, to rally, but they get stopped. Yeah, I am going as I said, uh, Buccaneers 24-20. Yeah. Hi. Right. Well, you got anything else to say, my friend? I do. I actually do not. I'm actually really excited to see how this NFL season goes. Yeah, me too. So before I let everybody go, I'd like to remind everybody that Cowboys Talk is proudly partnered with Fanatics and that Fanatics is your number one place for fan apparel. Fanatics offers over 500,000 items from all the top brands from the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, the NHL, and so much more. For all you pro wrestling fans out there, WWEshop.com is now part of the Fanatics experience, so if you use Cowboys Talks link in the description, you can start getting your pro wrestling merch, and as well as save, take advantage of the best deals in the world. And Cowboys Talk is also probably brought to you by Paramount Plus, where you stream live sports, as well as stream your favorite shows from CBS, Comedy Central, Nickelodeon, and so much more. Plans start at $4.99 per month, and you can cancel at any time. If you subscribe now, you get a free trial. So if you're looking to subscribe, just find the link in the description, set up your account, and start uh, binge-watching your favorite shows as well as sports, and do it as long as you'd like. And Cowboys Talk is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. John, thank you so very, very much for coming on, and I cannot wait to have you back on. All right. Really appreciate joining along. All right. We'll see everybody next time. uh, Barrett. Yes. Uh, just wanted to say before the recording was over, um, <laughs> I just wanted to say where people may want to find me. Oh, go ahead. Uh, so you can find me on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and uh, YouTube under Pro Football Explorer. Uh, 
feel free to uh, follow me on Twitter, like the Facebook page, even subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, I do want to say from the bottom of my heart is thank you. Um, knowing that Bear Man has this uh, support and knowing that I got some uh, recommendations to even be a part of it is just uh, an honor. And I very much open to say I, I appreciate you guys. And uh, do stay tuned for the Bear Man of Texas. All right, everybody. Thank you all very much. We'll see everybody next time.